Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Before we jump into the show, let's get the contact information out of the way. You can contact me several different ways. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. You can also record an MP3 or WAV file and email that to me. If you're not comfortable with recording an audio message, please feel free to contact me via email, and I'll read your comments out on the next show. The address for both email and audio content is firearmscafe at gmail.com. That's all one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook listener page, a Twitter account, and a YouTube channel. There are buttons for these at the website, which is firearmscafe.com, so please go there and click on these buttons and like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and subscribe to me on YouTube. They are all free. If you would like to support the show financially, at the website there is an Amazon search box. If you use it, Amazon will give me a finder's fee on any products that you buy at no additional cost to you. I also have a donate button through PayPal. I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for spending your time with me and listening to the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody out there? Today is Sunday. It's the 13th of April, 2014. Got to pay the tax man here pretty soon, which is very unpleasant. Anyway, we skipped last week, so I wanted to make sure that I got a show out this week. This week's show may be a little bit shorter in length, uh, but I do have a few things that I want to talk about. I also have some feedback that was left over from uh, some shows that I wanted to put out, that I wanted to put out, excuse me, on the show last time but basically kind of got rambling and yapping and kind of forgot about them. So apologies uh, in advance if I left your feedback out, and then I will try and go ahead and get that in today. So the first bit of feedback that we have is from Tim. And a few shows ago, I talked about people sometimes will really like a certain handgun, but maybe they don't like the ergonomics of it, or maybe they don't like the uh, the texture or finger grooves or this or that, and... And instead of maybe going out and buying uh, a, a whole different gun or trying to maybe learn a whole new system, you know, although that's just training stuff, but instead of, you know, having to go through the expense of doing that, is if you could kind of stick with what you had, but maybe modify it a little bit. And especially with Glocks, that seems to be the major complaint. Most people don't have complaints about the reliability of the gun but they do have complaints about the ergonomics or the or the feel of it, uh, and uh, you know, and and uh, I'm used to to shooting it kind of the way that it is. But if I could improve the ergonomics of the gun and, and uh, make it a more comfortable fit, or even like I guess you could say almost like a custom fit for me, of course, I think it would only help in uh, in shooting and and being more accurate and being able to put the shots where you want them to go. 
So I had asked about, well, does, has anybody had any experience working on stuff or does anybody just even have any suggestions about what I could use, especially if I was going to do uh, stippling to improve the, the grip of the, of the gun? Uh, what, what suggestions does anybody have? And so Tim wrote in uh, regarding that and he writes in, Tony, sorry this is delayed, but I just heard your podcast about suitable materials to practice stippling on. I suggest you try one of the plastic cases you get when you buy a power tool like a Makita nail gun or some such item. I'm not sure about the exact polymers used, but the feel of these cases is similar to a gun frame. Also, you might try just using a sharpened large nail along with a small hammer and tap, 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 moving along slowly to get the desired result. The actual depth of the marks doesn't have to be that deep to get a much better grip on the gun. Using the plastic case, which actually has a feel similar to Kydex, you can practice a lot before committing to the gun frame so that you can do that with confidence. Just a thought, but hopefully you come up with something satisfactory. I find it's better to do a simple project like this myself instead of paying someone to do it for me. The sense of accomplishment outweighs any lack of perfection that a pro would get. Good luck and good shooting. And that, again, is from Tim, and Tim is from Michigan. So, I uh, appreciate the suggestion on that. I think what I might do is give that a go. I, there is a local pawn shop, and they always have a bunch of the used cases, uh, and they're usually maybe two or th- two or $3 at the most. So I may go get one of those and practice on them. Uh, what I had thought about, too, was going down to the dollar store and getting uh, the plastic cutting boards. And, and kind of practice on those, you know, cut, cut those up on the, uh, on the table saw real quick. And then uh, just start practicing with the pieces and with sanding and kind of seeing how it does. Just again, like you're saying, just to get a good feel for it. And, you know, it does bring up a, the point of, uh, like you, if, if you can, I like to do as much stuff on my own as possible. Uh, Number one, you do save the money, uh, but number two, you kind of teach yourself a new skill and you sort of learn how to do it, and uh, you, you become a little bit more uh, self-reliant and a little bit more self-sufficient. So anyway, Tim, thanks for sending that in. I appreciate it. All right, our next bit of feedback comes from Isaac, and he was wanting us to discuss a new law that is going to come into effect in Georgia, looks like July 1st. And this is entitled the Safe Carry Protection Act. And basically what it's doing is it's expanding where uh, concealed carry permit holders can carry. It also is reducing the penalty if you were to uh, carry into one of these, you know, quote-unquote gun-free zones, but you were kind of unaware. Uh, And, you know, some some states have, and I don't know if Georgia has it, but some states have, you know, you can't have a firearm within a 1,000 feet of a school, well, most schools are in neighborhoods, and if you're walking across the street, you're, you're still within a, th- a thousand feet. And so technically, if you were stopped by uh, the police and they wanted to kind of give you a hassle, that may be something that they could kind of tack on as a charge, even if it got thrown out later. But uh, anyway, I, you know, any time that we get more freedom, uh, any time that we get to exercise liberties more is always a good thing. Uh, so I'm glad to see that a lot of the legislation that's passing now, there's a lot more pro-gun stuff that's coming through. Uh, so it's, it's always a good thing. So anyway, Isaac, 
Thanks for sending that in. Appreciate it. Now, the last bit of feedback that we have is on ye old Facebook. And let me see if I can find this here. All right. So this is from Kim, who is uh, Ken's wife. And Ken does the uh, the Rimfire podcast when he can get that out. And he also does Modern Rifleman Radio uh, with Brian over there. So she sent me an article about um, basically holsters for women. And pretty much what this is is it's a almost like a belly band system or a hip system um, to where if you guys are kind of familiar with like uh, I think it's called Smart Carry. It's kind of along those lines, although this seems to be much more of a like a form-fitting thing. They've also got um, things that would go around the upper thigh so that if a woman is wearing a skirt or a dress or something like that, or even probably baggy shorts, you could probably wear that in there and, and be able to be armed. They, you know, women face a lot more challenges in the way that they dress than we do. Uh, sometimes with with being able to conceal stuff. So uh, the the um, the company is called Can Can Concealment, C A N C A N Concealment, and I'll put a link to it over on the uh, on the show notes at the website, uh, which is firearmscafe.com. So you can go over there and check that out if you want to do it. There looks like they run anywhere from about so sixty nine dollars up to. Looks like the most expensive one is about eighty-five dollars. Which, if they actually if they actually worked out well, is a decent price. And it's uh, especially if you're carrying a smaller uh, a smaller gun, something maybe like the um, the Ruger LCP, or if you were carrying oh what is it that Sig that looks like that little shrunk down. 1911 is it the like Sig 380 or 380? I don't know. Anyway. Um, some of you guys will know what, know what I'm talking about with that, or even probably some of the smaller, the other, um, is it the LC9, which is a small Ruger, also the Ruger makes that, uh, oh, the revolver you could probably get in there, the little, the, uh, LCRs, but I was thinking one that would maybe be pretty good, might even be something like a Glock 42, which is going to be a little bit smaller, um, it looks like these are primarily made for women, but they have one that is kind of a, that would go around the hips. And they let's see, but what do they call it here? Um, the hip hugger holster. Blah blah blah. So what it has is it looks like it's you've got the um, the elastic banding. And then you've got basically uh, sort of like pockets or slots, for lack of a better term, that's sewn into those. Um, and so it keeps it keeps stuff really tight. One of the things they're showing in the picture is it looked like they've got the Walther, their 22, and then maybe a... Uh, oh... It looks like maybe a SIG or something like they've got in there, like the smaller SIG or something like that. But it, from looking at the pictures, it looks like it keeps it pressed up against your body pretty tight. So that if you had a little bit of baggy clothing over it, uh, it would do pretty good. And I don't think 
because of the way that it's set up, I don't think you'd have to worry about it really shifting or moving. And I'll, I'll also go and see if I can't find maybe a YouTube video on it. I don't, um, I don't see anything on here. It looks like this is going through. Uh, the link wasn't uh, through that Etsy thing. But let me see if I can find something. Yeah, it's all through there. So um, I don't know if they have a regular website or not. But anyway, it's called Can Can Concealment. If they have that, I'll put that on there and also put a link to it. But again, it's sort of that same that same thing of um, kind of having like a belly band or something like that. So especially if you were going to go running, uh, if you were going to the gym and doing some exercise, it would be a way to have that on you. But also have it secure, and especially like, you know, when you're in the gym, if you're running on the treadmill or, uh, you know, if you're moving around in different positions for different exercises and things like that. Um, sometimes, you know, if you just kind of said, well, I'll just, you know, stick this in a pocket holster in my sweatpants, it's going to it's gonna be too much weight. And so since this is actually putting the weight of the gun, basically kind of clamping it to your body, so to speak, uh, I don't think you'd have any trouble with... Um, with it moving on you, so and I like I said, I think it's primarily looks like it's primarily designed for women, but I don't, I don't see especially kind of like for the hip, the hip stuff. I don't see why a guy couldn't wear one as well. Maybe I don't know. So anyway, if anybody has something like that, or even if you just have a regular belly band, I'd be interested to hear your experiences with it what are some of the pros and cons of it what would you if you were going to design something what would you like to see changed about one if you have one that type of stuff so anyway kim thanks for sending that in and uh let's see i think that is gonna about wrap it up for our feedback today let me double check i always think oh i've got it you know going i've you know been able to look everything up and then so I'm going to click over here on Facebook and see if we've got anything else. Uh, I am not seeing anything. So hopefully, hopefully, like I said, I'm not moving. I'm not leaving anybody out. Uh, a lot of times with the messages and stuff, I it doesn't seem like it, it picks up. Like right now, it's just trying to load and load and load. So it's not really doing anything. Um, so, well, I'm just going to click out of it. This thing's being too slow. Yeah, give it, giving you one more chance here, Facebook. No, you're not getting it. So beat it. All right. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, and then we'll kind of draw the show to a close. Oh, well, actually, we'll talk about two things real quick. I have, uh been able to get started a little bit on my AR-15 build. And I think, um, I can't remember what I what I had kind of talked about on the last shows, but what I ended up going with was a Mega, uh, excuse me, Mega, with a Mega Arms, there we go, stripped forged lower and stripped forged upper. So I've got those and I've got the, all the stuff that I've, and this has been over the last, you know, weeks and months that I've been kind of scrolling things up and, and getting stuff when I can. And I've tried to get them as much as I can on sale. Um, but I've got 
pretty much everything to build the lower. The only other thing that I may get at a later date, well, maybe probably two things, is I'm thinking about getting the anti-rotational pins. This would be later, the trigger, uh, the trigger pin and uh, hammer pin. And I'm thinking I may go with, I may want to try that Mega Arms tactical trigger that they have. Uh, I've seen some people do some reviews on that, and uh, people seem to like it. It's, I think it gives you a little bit better trigger, um, but it doesn't break the bank. They're about, oh, $86 is about the cheapest I've been able to, to find them anywhere, and then you're going to pay, you know, probably... 10 or $12 shipping, so, you know, you're looking at almost 100 but it's it's something that, uh, again, I may, I may do at a later date, but won't be able to do now. The problem I'm having now is I've been able to get, like I said, all the lower parts and everything, but the stuff that I want for the upper, um, I can't, it, it's hard to find, or it's hard to find the stuff that I actually want for a price that I want to pay. And I know there's a certain price that you're not just, you're just not going to go below, but, um, you know, I'm having a hard time finding the barrel that I want. I'm having a hard time finding the rails that I want with the optic. And again, this will be something that I will get at a, at a later date what I'm thinking about going on and I'm pretty much like 95% sure that I'm going to go with the, uh, the Aimpoint pro. And I think for me that will, will do all the stuff that I want it to do for, and, and for, for what I envision possible uses of the rifle for. So, um, so anyway, that's kind of where I stand with that and what I'm going to try and do. Oh, here's another thing I'll talk about too. What I'm going to try and do is I'm going to film that lower build and I'm going to try and film it from as many different angles as I can and try and edit something together that's decent. I'm going to put that up on YouTube. Now, some of you guys have gone over to the website and you've clicked on the YouTube button and it's and you've uh, and some of you guys have subscribed to the channel which was the 525 donuts. But what I wanted to do was maybe start doing some more content that will be a companion for this show, but also for my other show, which is The Armed Ape, which I haven't put out in a long time, which I'm going to try and put one out this week, blah, 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 blah. Like I always say, never get around to doing. Anyway, the new channel that I've got. So if you can go over to the website again, either to Firearms Cafe or to thearmedape.com, and if you click on the YouTube button... It'll take you to my new channel, and that channel is entitled Every Blade of Grass. And what I'm trying going to do with that is make it more, I'm going to talk more about uh, firearms, do firearm videos, do more things about kind of prepping, but I want it to be a little bit more on the, maybe more on the practical side. And some of you guys may say, well, where did that name come from? Is it just kind of a nonsense name or is it something like my old channel name was just something I threw on because I all the channel other other channel names I wanted at the time were all taken. So anyway, there was supposedly and I forget the uh the Japanese admiral's name. They were discussing during World War II invading mainland America. One of the things that they were talking about was what they would need to do is they would need to come in 
they would need to take uh, take and hold the Hawaiian Islands. They would need to come in and take and hold probably like some of the uh, the ports on the West Coast, but you would need to come in and get like San Francisco and some other stuff. And then supposedly one of these generals said, well, to do that would be, and this is a paraphrase, but to do that would be insanity because you would find that there would be a rifle behind every blade of grass. Now, this quote was attributed to him. However, it's one of those things that kind of in history sort of gets twisted around or it gets, uh, maybe it was in a movie from the 50s or 60s and that now it's sort of set down as actual lore. And the guy that they actually attributed it to, uh, there is no historical proof that he ever actually said anything like that. But it's a cool quote. And it's a quote that because we have in this country a a philosophy of sovereignty, excuse me, sovereignty, there we go, and self-ownership and that we have the right to defend ourselves and that that is not something that has been uh, made the purview of the state, meaning the government. Um, there are a lot of firearms in this country. And so it is one of those things where I think it still does hold up and it is a cool quote. So anyway, one of the, that's where I got the name from. And uh, so if you guys will go over there and subscribe, I'm going to try and put up more videos. What I've been doing is I've been taking some of my other videos and have been re-uploading them. Some of them are older ones, and so they don't have a lot. that The quality isn't going to be that great, but eh, hopefully some of these new ones will turn out pretty good. And uh, like I said, content is going to include stuff. Boy, if I could talk, it'd help. going to include stuff uh, like prepping, just even... The simple things like simple recipes to make. Uh, again, things with firearms. Like I said, I'm going to try and film my uh, AR-15 build. Unfortunately for me, trying to get the barrel and some of the other stuff, everything is either on... It's not even necessarily that it's on back order. It's just I've got emails into a couple of different places saying, hey, when you get this in, you know, let me know type deal. Now, I will say that everybody I've dealt with... Um, and everybody I've talked to and, and people that I've had questions, like when, I, when I'm calling up uh, uh, different uh, companies, everybody has been really friendly and everybody has, you know, uh, been very willing to help. Uh, so uh, it's kind of true what they say, you know, about the gun industry. Usually it's, it's pretty populated with, uh, with pretty nice guys. Another segue, I, don't, I haven't heard much about what's going on uh, with Aries Armor and the 80, whole 80% uh, lower fiasco. But speaking of another government fiasco, we see the thing that's happened out in Nevada with Clive and Bundy. Now, apparently, it looks like um, they're going to back off for a while. I think what happened is public outcry and public protest has has been... To such a level that the um, the, the uh, BLM, which is a Bureau of Land Management, is kind of backing off. I also posted a thing up on Facebook about there was some involvement that um, I guess Harry Reid out of Nevada. Uh, and if you go over to uh, the Facebook 
thing and on my actual timeline i uh, i shared a link on there uh that was up on the libertarian party thing but anyway it talks about that um they originally had stated that one of the reasons why or the main reason why is that there was some type of a uh a tortoise or something like that um that and and so for environmental reasons there was a uh I, I don't know if it's got a specific name but it's just some type of a desert tortoise but anyway they were saying that the cattle was going to um cause cause harm to this desert tortoise and so they wanted to 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 have the cattle off that land well people have been grazing their cattle on and off that land for well over a hundred years and it turns out that Harry Reid, uh, who's a uh, representative from uh, Nevada, and his oldest son, a guy named Rory, uh, who was the former chairman of the Clark County, Nevada County Commission, were both involved in a plan with an energy uh, company or energy group called ENN Energy Group to build a huge solar farm in southern Nevada. And what they were saying was, is there was some documents supposedly that were out there saying like, look, if you've got all these cattle out there, it could kind of mess up our project. So what we need to do is get those things, get the cattle and get the grazing stopped in that area. Um, and again, it, it doesn't, you know, it's kind of one of those things where they would say, oh, here's this environmental reason to do this. But a lot of this stuff is, you know, you just got to follow the money. And if you follow the money or if you can find the right stuff, you see like, oh, okay, well, yeah, this is this is the real reason why they wanted to maybe get this guy off of there. Now, again, I don't, this is conjecture on my part. I don't know if it's 100% true or not. But um, according to the thing, there was a approximately a $5 billion foreign energy project in the works. Uh, with Harry Reid and his son being basically directly involved. So, uh, we shall see kind of what happens on that. Um, but it kind of brings up a, a kind of a bigger point. It seems that we're kind of reaching a tipping point in this country where a lot of the nonsense and a lot of the just bold-faced corruption, we're starting to finally say, well, we've had enough. And this is not right, what you're doing. Uh, you can't just go in there and bully people. You can't do this. You can't, uh, you know, trample on all of our liberties and all of our freedoms and, the, you know, the, the things that are guaranteed to us in the, in, the, uh, in the republic that we're in, which means that we're supposed to be, we have a set of rules. We have representatives, but we also have a set of concrete rules that are written down that they can't, or they're not supposed to. They can do whatever they want, but that they're not supposed to go beyond the scope of those rules. And the rules is our, our Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So, um, if, if you look at what's happening in this country, we just see time and time again that the Constitution is ignored, that the amendments are ignored, that things that are put into place to protect us and, and and to keep government in check are basically ignored. We see that uh, these 
bureaucratic agencies basically just do whatever they want. If they can't get a a law passed, they just do it through policy. And uh, they kind of uh, rule through bureaucracy. And again, you know, we, we have seen that used against us in the firearms community and in the gun culture just time and time and time again. And we keep rolling it back. You know, there's there's all these states that say, look, if the state law says this, you as this township or you as this county can't say, well, in your county, these laws don't apply or we're going to put these extra restrictions and bans. And yet that goes on all the time. Uh, and, and people are affected by that. So, oh, you know, I, another question I had for you guys. And uh, it would probably be something more that would be from like a, somebody that would have like legal experience or something like that. I was thinking about uh, about something the other day, and I was thinking, well, when is a school a school? Because in most places, and Arizona is one of those places, in most places you can't carry a loaded firearm onto school grounds or onto school property. Um, you can't even carry in Arizona an unloaded firearm on school grounds and school property. But when is a school a school? Is it a school 24-7? Uh, or is it only would be considered a school if you look at uh, when, when students are there? So if you look at the intent of what a gun-free zone means, what it really means is that you want to try and, uh, as misguided as, as it is by having the gun-free zone, what you're trying to do is saying, well, what's the safest way that we can have our children be at school? What, what gives them the, the best opportunity? So unfortunately, they've passed laws that kind of, uh, as, gov- as government does with most stuff, the, the desired, they get the opposite of the desired effect that they want. So instead of making uh, it a, a, a place where no guns will be brought, it almost guarantees when somebody is willing to do harm and willing to do basically murder, that it guarantees that they have a, a um, unopposed killing ground for quite a while. So anyway, what I was thinking, well, if there are no students there, let's say if it's on the weekend and there's no, uh, there's not a football game or anything like that, so is the school still a school then if there's no students there or is it just a building? If it's during the summertime and there's no summer school, is it a school then? If it's uh, on a weekday but it's 9 o'clock at night and you were, let's say that you were going to go to your local high school and you were going to run around the track, but you wanted to keep, uh, you know, keep your uh, your handgun with you, your Glock 19 or your Ruger LCP on you in a belly band or something like that, or maybe even like a like an armband. Um, I was thinking about that the other day. You know how they have for the iPhone or for a, you know, well, any any cell phone, I guess they have the armband that you'll see people wear when they go to the gym or jogging. I was wondering on that, like especially if it was for one of the bigger, like the Galaxy Notes or something, could you just shove a uh, a pistol down in there and then maybe have like a um, a piece of cardboard or even if it was just black or the original? When I was looking at it at the at the store, 
I thought, I wonder if that could fit. But if you just kept like a lot of times they'll have the little plastic picture or the little cardboard thing, if you could rig that up, I know it wouldn't be ideal, but it may be a way to where you could, you could carry it. And, uh, most people wouldn't think anything about it. Uh, but anyway, what if you were doing something like that and it was on a, on a Saturday or a, well, let's see, like a, during a week, like on a Wednesday night and, uh, are you at that point, you know, basically committing a felony or is it not considered a school? I kind of probably have the feeling that it's a school 24-7 whether it's occupied or not. And until it's actually been, and I don't know if this is the proper term, but like let's say decommissioned by the uh, your school board or whatever, uh, whatever governing body they have um, by the school district, and they would say, well, this is no longer a school. It's, you know, it's been abandoned or it's been shut down. And so then at that point, it just becomes a building. So, all right. Well, let me know what you guys think on some of that stuff. Let me know what you guys think on the, uh, on the uh, Clive and Bundy thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of rolls out in the next week. Also, if you guys have heard anything extra on the, uh, on the Aries armor deal, it may be with that, that there's just, uh, they're kind of waiting their, their day in court type thing. So anyway, uh, I know the show is not too much, not, not that much of a long show today. I'm kind of tongue tied. You can tell I'm sort of out of it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with me. Uh, also remember if you can, if, if you can take the time, I know it's a bit of a pain in the ass, but if you can go over to the website and then just click on the YouTube button, it'll take you to the new channel which is Every Blade of Grass, and just go ahead and subscribe to that. All right, guys, take care. I will talk to you next time.